0: On the Meltzer scale, Tights and Fights deserves a rating of six stars, a moon, and a sun. But you can just rate us six stars, and we'll be totally here for it. Tyson
1: and Fights Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. There's a guy named Hal, and there's Daniel, and there's guy. All right, no
2: fucking song. Let's get into it. Ooh. Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm the Hebrew Hammer, Hal Loveland, and I'm hammer. joined. Yes. <laughs> the genetic, <laughs> the Hebrew genetic jackhammer. Jackhammer.
3: Jackhammer. jackhammer. Fuck
2: it, I'm talking about my penis. Hey. Yeah, you are. I'm joined by my fellow members of the Nation of Conversation, the blast from the cast, Daniel Radford. Hi. <laughs> and the first, the only, and the true... Mike Eagle. That's
0: right. All of those are right.
2: Coming up on this week's show, A Total Castle, The Case for Controversy, and a lot more. But first, fuck it, let's do the main event right away and talk about the women's money in the bank match. If, for some reason, you did not watch this match, or like me, you partially watched it while cooking a Weight Watchers turkey and vegetable (laughs) chili- that? It was delicious. Oh, not wonderful. enough salt, but I've lost ten pounds so far. Hello. Hell yeah. So it's worth it to Hell have yeah. slightly bland chili. If you put matzah in your chili and it tastes better,
1: mm. probably
2: mm. needs some salt in there, but it's not going to happen. In case you were not watching, the Women's Money in the Bank match ended in controversy, both in real life and in storyline, as James Ellsworth ascended the ladder to retrieve the briefcase. For his lady fair, Carmella, who was laying on the ground below. The refs were confused, could not decide how to rule the match. James Ellsworth grabbed the mic and announced that Carmella was the winner. They played her music, and so the match ended. However, on social media, the match continues. (laughs) All over Twitter, all over Facebook, including our group, people are upset. I totally get it. I'll tell you my reaction, and then I'll, Danielle's eyes could not be wider right now. <laughs> I was, it's like
3: that thing when, like, you're looking at a dog, and you're like, "Are they smiling, or are they like ready to attack something?"
2: Oh, I think you're ready to attack. I don't. <laughs> there's no mistaking
3: <laughs> the face I'm making.
2: This dog's gonna hunt
3: tight.
2: Um, when I saw it, I was like, "Oh, yeah, all right, whatever." I was kind of disappointed all around by the match. Certainly, the ending no different. Then, coupled with Raw the next night. It clearly shows the WWE still doesn't give enough of a shit about women and women's wrestling. So with that context, while it's not acceptable and I get the outrage over it, it is not a surprise to me at all. Although I do think Carmella was the right person to win the match. Danielle, I'm going to stop talking now.
3: Okay, so A, Carmella was absolutely the right person to win that match. Um, Here is the thing. With that match and the internet wrestling community, we all know the reasons why that match for a lot of us did not work. It doesn't work because you can't hype something up as this historical first and then have it be won by a man. A lot of the counter arguments for that are, well, this is how you get heat on Ellsworth. This is how you get heat on Carmella. For me, first of all, why are you giving heat to Ellsworth? For, for like a women's match, like he doesn't need it. And secondly, I'm not mad at Hellsworth and Carmella. I'm mad at the writers. And so sure. those are some of the points that I've made. If you go a little bit on my media, you can see those points. <laughs> I want to talk for a quick hot second to some of the people in the internet wrestling community. When something like this happens and you see that a lot of the women who are fans of this product are upset Can you not act like someone like me who literally has a wrestling podcast doesn't know what the fuck a work is and doesn't know what the fuck wrestling is? Some of the responses that I got, and this is all over social media, so I'm literally not talking about any one or two people, and if you feel like I'm talking about you, that's on you, and you should probably look at your behavior because that doesn't have anything to do with me. A lot of people, their immediate response was to be condescending, And to act like, I don't understand how wrestling works. As someone who, again... Literally one-third of a wrestling podcast that has been happening for a year, someone who has been watching wrestling since the mid to late 90s, telling me that I do not understand how it works because I am upset and telling multiple women that they do not know how it works because they are upset with the finish. So you can say like, hey, like it worked, it got heat, blah, blah, blah. And I may agree with you and I may disagree with you. But if you come into the immediate argument thinking that every single woman that is upset Upset is not upset because they have a difference of opinion with you. They are upset because oh, the little baby girls don't get wrestling. You can suck on my entire dick.
2: Hello, the whole thing, the whole all of it, even the base. Yeah.
3: Yeah, down to the base. What if they choke? Like right in the root, choke. And die. Maybe die. Oh, yeah, die from choking on a dick. And so, for some people, like, the argument for this was, hey, we don't know what's going to happen on Tuesday. We don't know what's going to happen on Tuesday. Again, you can disagree. We're allowed to all disagree. Wrestling is fun. Wrestling is for friends. We're all going to have difference of opinions on it. But... If you are now upset because I have mentioned that I have been condescended to by dudes, none of whom's names I'm mentioning, because honestly, I don't remember them, that were essentially like, well, little lady, did you think about this thing? I'm not talking about any one person. If you are now upset that I am bringing up the fact that clearly in the internet wrestling community, if you were a woman who was upset about the portrayal of women in wrestling, you get treated as though you don't understand women in wrestling or, or you don't understand wrestling, maybe... Just maybe. This is a part of the problem.
2: I agree with you 100%. That behavior is not acceptable. I'm not interested in it. You and I, all three of us, all four of us, are part of several wrestling groups. This is not an indictment of a single person. No, not It's even... not an indictment of a single group.
3: I would, if it was one single person, that would be tight. If there was just like one <laughs> yes. dude, if there was one dude that was going around being like, all, all, everybody is stupid, it would be like, oh, fuck up. Chad or whatever his name was like, you fuck off. Uh, You know, shut up, WWE rules, you drools, number 69. (laughs) Like, it would be fine and it would be nothing, but it's the fact that, like, so many people, the thing that bugged me the most is when people are like, you're overreacting and you're being dramatic. It's like, that is two seconds away from being you are being hysterical. Mm-hmm. And it would be funny if it didn't really bum me out about um, some of the things I've seen about the internet wrestling community. Yeah, no, the 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 internet wrestling community really bummed me out over the last couple of weeks. And that sucks because I love wrestling and I want to be friends with all of you and everyone, but...
0: Yeah, see, I, it's funny. All of that is why I don't really kick it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I love wrestling. I love our fans. I love... All of that stuff, but that Our is that is great. the main reason I can't I can't really truly kick it in the uh, in the groups or on the message boards or any of that because I can't really like, expose myself to a certain level of like confident ignorance. It just really <laughs> it gets in my body and I can't let go of it. And and I think you know oh man it, it's, it, that makes me hate it even worse to hear that that reaction in that sphere was so uh, negative because. Even that, like it gets away from the negativity, of the actual booking decision itself. That was such an awful, short-sighted thing for them to do after playing up how historic this moment could be. For them, the same people who are pushing that message to also write an ending where a man takes that away from all the women and You know, I think there was a moment in the match where people saw him about to do that and the crowd was kind of into it because I think what everybody thought was that he would rush toward there and the women would beat the hell out of him and like toss him to the rafters. And that would have made perfect sense. Like, that's how you get heat on Ellsworth is that you have him try to do that and you have him being overcome by people. Not he tries to do that and then suddenly the rules are in his favor like that's a reflection of everything that's like currently wrong with society and we are (laughs) watching wrestling to get away from that shit like when in a world where like these creators can create this universe and give us something to escape to what we don't want is to be reminded of like oppression
3: and man if you would have had him go up and take that briefcase down and and I waited until I started tweeting about it and being like, fuck this. Right. Because I saw the, the officials doing their official thing and I was like, right. nah, they're gonna overturn it and right. it's gonna be a really dope moment. Right. And that's what I was waiting on.
0: That's what that's what it <sighs> needed. Too. To to punctuate that in, in any sense, it needed to have that moment. And I think for them to wait till Tuesday to overturn it, okay, it's all right. But still, it still leaves that taste in my mouth <sighs> for three days. And also I think Honestly, that is the perfect time to have Stephanie come in and overrule everybody like Mm -hmm. not in my company. It's not going down that way. You know what I mean? Like, I I really feel like there's opportunities there to take that moment and take, you know, what we would feel. And the whole thing about wrestling, like you had Austin beating up McMahon because everybody wants to beat up their boss. You're able to live out a fantasy. Yes. And in this rather than us being able to live out a fantasy where like the women get treated Equally, normally, you know what I mean? Uh we get another case where like a dude ruins it and a dude has to come fix it. You know what I mean?
3: Well no, Mike, because if you want to treat them equally, you should acknowledge all of those other times that someone else has clipped down the briefcase and handed it. Oh, that's never happened. Oh, but I'm still gonna make that argument. Sorry. I'm really upset at how cranky and horrible people were to me over the past couple days.
2: Allow me to to give an opinion on the match. Yes. Please. I, I don't hate that idea of a finish. I don't like it happening in the first ever women's Money in the Bank match. Mm. I did think storyline, it makes sense for Carmella's character that she would want him to do it for her because their whole relationship is based on him doing whatever she wants and her doing nothing. However, the idea that they booked it with... The plan to relitigate it, whether mm-hmm. it was through another match, whether I don't know if that was last minute, but clearly the confusion was meant to create a controversy yeah. that they'd have to play out later. Yeah. I don't think they saw far enough ahead to where they wanted to go. I do want to point out the best thing to come out of this because we have a clip of it mm-hmm. and I really want to hear it, which was Carmelo's. Uh, car- which was oh, Carmella's promo Carmelo at the... Be-
1: Anthony's
3: promo. Which <laughs> <was> Carmelo Anthony's <laughs> Carmelo Carmelo
2: Anthony, who finally started uh, <laughs> doing
3: something finally unselfish. Finally working. Ugh. Oh,
2: my God. The, the worst NBA... Co- and we're not talking about NBA contracts. That's, not, that's another one. That's called Loose Shorts and Fights. Um, but this was the promo that she gave at the top of SmackDown.
1: All of you are saying that I, I disrespected a historic moment or that I I made a mockery of the women's division, or here's my favorite, that I needed James Ellsworth to help me climb the ladder and win the match for me. You know what I say to that? You know what I say to that? I say, who cares?
2: I mean, yes, the heat is on the bookers, right? Yes. But there's a ton of heat on her that she was able to get through that promo
3: and that, for me, for, first of all, I never liked the idea of, of booking a match with the idea that you have to, like you said, relitigate litigate it. Right. Like, mm-hmm. no, like, just the, the match is the match. Like, none of this, like, starting over, okay, it's not my favorite thing, but at least it's, like, immediate consequences for an immediate action. My other thing is, it's like, no, you don't redo that money, and that's that's already happened. Mm-hmm. It's already yeah. happened, and you can't restart the match two weeks later and have it mean something different. For me, it's almost like, and it's not like I want them to, well, part of me does. Part of me wants them to have to like sit in the fact that they did that, like a dog that wet itself and be like, you did that. Look at what you did. Look Mm -hmm. at what you did and like rub their nose in it. But also that was a moment because so much of the problem with that was not just that Ellsworth took that away from a woman who rightly had that moment of holding that briefcase at the top of that ladder be hers. Also... Carmelo, Carmelo, Carmela See? didn't have, the guy it's so easy. <laughs> Carmela didn't have any agency in that moment. Right. And so the great thing about her cutting that promo was that, like, she had so much agency to be like, instead of coming out and being like, oh, well, I guess this happened, and Ellsworth speaking for her and defending himself, she took ownership of that. And for me, that it doesn't make it right, but it makes it. Better because she gets some, and it was great. The way that she did it was amazing. Yeah. And then instead, what we were left with was another dude, took the briefcase from her, and then we get her crying on Talking Smack. Right. And it's like, she just did the promo of her life, the best promo she's ever done, and now you're taking it away from her and making her cry.
0: Uh, I, You know, <sighs> and just to me, like, the whole angle now, the whole match and everything that comes from it has a certain kind of stink on it Mm -hmm. where I can't really identify with her even having the heat now because every time I look at every woman that was involved in that match, I feel like I'm looking in their faces to see how much of their anger about the situation is real. Mm -hmm. And it just takes me out of even being able to look at it as a fan. I'm like, damn, I bet her feelings are really hurt. Like when I hear Becky talk about that match, it doesn't sound like it's a working anger. It sounds like a genuine anger. And
3: that was also some of the best Work that Becky's yes, done. I wish it could have come from something different. I wish it could have come from not having someone else, a dude have that moment of holding that briefcase at the top of the ladder. Because Becky still could have had that promo and it still would have been like, oh, you fa- you have a thing now that's not just like right. redhead and go- you goggles. You mean if,
2: if he had just like held her leg so she couldn't yes. climb.
3: Yes. So next week, fucking have a dude up there fucking crying to Daniel Cause,
0: Bryan. Because I think what happened out of this match... Is this like because of how that match went? Everybody who is even slightly aware of like feminism and women's rights and that complete spectrum of oppression, you can't not think of that now with like anything involved in this angle. Nope. Like, you can't, like, sure. So, so now, 100%. like, when I when I see the crying, it's like, oh, I can't even just look at it. As, nope, now I'm looking at it.
3: Me, it's taken it's, me out of it. Yeah, it's
0: a different place now, and so like I don't know. I feel like they have some work to do to get it to where I can just look at things in terms of angles and characters again. Because what happened kind of snapped me into like, oh, you know, like I'm, I'm feeling this the the pain of society out of this angle. Yep, right.
3: and that's them, and that's that's the writing. Right. That's that's how the that's, writing. That's works. Road
2: dog, road dog did this. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I think I think they're push. They're trying to push buttons. They don't. They haven't earned the right. Team. They haven't yeah, earned exactly. it exactly. And, and, and
3: and I exactly. don't mind, and honestly, because I've had some people be like, well, you mean that because it's a woman, you can't tell that story. You can. Not yet.
0: You got to get there. They yeah. ain't earned it yet. That's true. And yeah.
3: I mean, they can do whatever they want. It's their company. They can do whatever they want. If you want to do it in a way that does not alienate a certain segment of the folks who are watching it, and I'm not just saying women because a lot of dudes are cranky about it and upset about it, and I'm sure a lot of women think that it's just fine, but you have now alienated a segment of your devoted and dedicated viewing audience for nothing.
2: Right. Well, the, the only thing you can do is not tweet or Facebook about it, but stop watching. Right. That is the only thing that they will... The only thing that they will respond to is an absence of action. Yeah,
3: I canceled my network account. Did
2: there you really? Go.
3: I did. Wow. I do that every time uh, they do a thing where and when, they. And when do
2: you pick it back up? <sighs> For great balls of fire.
3: <laughs> no. No. <laughs> I pick it back up when I because I have a wrestling podcast, and if there's right. something that I have to watch that I can't do otherwise, then I'll pick it up back up. But every time they do something like this, I'm like, gotta cancel it. Gotta cancel my account. That sucks, man. There's so much good content and there are so many good people that I want to support. But just like I was up, I didn't do it Sunday. But when I saw how little time the women got on Monday, I was like, no.
2: Yeah, Mm -hmm. I don't blame
3: you. I chose to vote with my dollars.
2: Good for you. That's what's up. Is it possible you have opinions about this? Sure you do. find a civil way to talk about them with us. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash tights fights at Tights Fights on Twitter. When we come back, we're going to finally get to all the other news that happened this week. That's coming up on Tights and Fights. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Loveland and I'm joined in the booth by Daniel Radburn and Lindsay Kelk. I'm sorry, uh, Mike Eagle. <laughs> Julian didn't change the script, No, I know, guys. that's why. I re- yeah. I, you saw it. Yeah. You saw it in email. I saw it, yeah. You yeah. saw it in email. I did. That's
0: why. You know I, was, what I we, was planning to do that all day long. He's no. just kidding. We <laughs> leave that chair empty when you're not here. <laughs> that's
2: not true. It's warm.
3: Oh, no. Oh. That's because
2: we take turns sitting on it. We just sit on it just so we can
3: pretend like I'm yeah. Mike Eagle today. No, I'm Mike Eagle today. <laughs> all this, you
2: guys are so cool. Not as cool as you. We're not good at filling that chair. Nope. Mm -mm. I'm filling two chairs right now.
3: Yeah, you are. Two chairs! You look so comfy.
2: Too many chairs. (laughs) All right, let's talk about... I already said
1: this.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about what else happened this week, though, including the men's Money in the Bank match. Uh, That was a real good fucking match. I'll tell you my favorite part of it right now. Oh, I know. Baron Corbin taking out Shinsuke Nakamura before he could do his entrance. And then... Uh, him talking about it on Talking Smack, saying I don't have time to wait three <laughs> minutes for him to dance down the aisle. I got stuff to do. Yeah, that that was, was fucking great. great heel work.
3: That was
0: great. Because
3: the thing about Shinsuke that's over right now is his entrance. So take it away from him and make him show you how he wrestles. That's yeah. dope.
0: Yeah. yeah, it was great. The
2: right guy won. Yeah, I don't Corbin. Know. Who else would you give it to? Uh,
0: I yeah. I I guess. Um... He's the right guy, but he's also, to me, kind of a boring choice because I feel like they, that's who they go with. They go with a, a big, tall heel. I guess the concept itself is so played out and it's it always goes to characters like him who can come mug around the ring and intimidate people and oh, I go, briefcase. I watch <laughs> I go briefcase and it's like, I don't know, you know, I just it's just a, a cheap, a cheap way to for sure get him the title. And I just wish that, you know, they could go a little bit longer and more uh, emotionally investing of a route with him. I but, do you know. I
3: totally cuz yeah they do. I mean they they like the big tall dudes, yeah. but I will say out of everyone who was wrestling, the only one who needs the briefcase is is Baron. Yeah. Right. Like, anyone else would have been great and fun and this was one of those matches where I was like literally like any of them, oh man, I don't know. Any of them <laughs> <laughs> Any of them can win the briefcase. And I'd be like, oh, that's exciting. That's a new thing. I le- or, you know, that's exciting and I want to see what they do and I want to see how it happens. But, yeah, the only one that needed it was Baron. And,
0: right? but, but I think what that speaks to is the fact that they probably shouldn't have had a Money in the Bank match right now. And they probably just did because it was on the schedule. But it wasn't like there were five people who you thought, oh, man, it'd be really cool if they had it. It was like one guy who had made sense and a bunch of other people who don't even need it. It's a grooming tool, and SmackDown
2: more than Raw is about developing talent. Mm. And you can certainly argue that they are not doing the best... They're doing a better job of it than Raw, but if Ty Dillinger's only appearance on SmackDown is in a fucking Sonic commercial, they're obviously dropping the ball on developing new What's talent. What's
3: happening on SmackDown? I feel like as soon as I declared that SmackDown was the better fucking show, it immediately became Raw. Did I do this? Road
0: Dogg is the booker, man, and he took... Yeah. Ryan Ward was the booker, and he was the guy who booked NXT during its best run, mm. and they gave him SmackDown when SmackDown started, and at some point... I want to say about six month ago, months ago, they put Road Dogg in that position, and we've seen the product suffer since. I mean, when, it's, still, it's not totally bad, but no. it is not as good as
2: it was at all. I'll tell you what happened on SmackDown. Yeah. Two of the best promos of 2017, Becky Lynch and Carmella. The match between Shinsuke Nakamura and Dolph Ziggler that you'd wish they'd had at yes. Payback or whatever. True story. Like True actual story. great, like, oh, now everybody knows he can wrestle. And then the Usos. Nobody cares about that, really, right now. I don't think. Mm -hmm. For some reason, I think the Brizongo was the way to go. It's just tough. How do you not put the New Day into the title picture? And that feud's sort of continuing. A lot of the the feuds that were taking place before Money in the Bank are continuing. The Money in the Bank was not the blow off to those feuds that you would normally expect it to be.
3: It's just such a huge pay per view. But like, I just we don't. Um yeah. but we already know that that's how I feel. But yeah, I just it's I miss the it, truth. Yeah. Too many and it, I again, I know it's Like I just said that Smackdown was the better one and then immediately
0: it, SmackDown it is the a, one it,
3: that breaks my heart. It
0: took a shit dive a little bit.
3: <sighs> yeah, oh and Naomi the match with Lana was good. It was good. Positivity. Thank you. The match with Lana was very good.
2: Can I tell you one thing that I wish had not happened? Yes. I wish Naomi had not kicked out of her finisher. I wish she had gotten her foot on the rope.
3: Mm, I can see that. Because it
2: makes the finisher look weak, and that is a badass finisher.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And now they're doing a rematch. So basically, next Tuesday is the free version of Money oh in the Bank. Because they're having Lana Naomi rematch. And frankly, I, I kind of would like to see Naomi chase Lana. It'd be fun to see Lana get a fluke win and Naomi have to chase her. Mm-hmm. And then have, you know, then Naomi finally wins the belt at, say, SummerSlam, right? Right. But then Carmella cashes in, and then Naomi has to chase Carmella. I think Naomi is a main event talent and I think she deserves to be champion. Mm -hmm. I think the best thing she could do right now is help build up opponents and heels in the division. And I think that's the way to do it. She's
3: (sighs) so over and she is the strong, which is crazy in a division that also includes Becky Lynch and Charlotte. She is the strongest baby face in the women's division on smackdown. Um and I like I I, I also agree. I like when the face chases. I was very excited when she got it yeah. and when she got it in her hometown because she had been working so hard, but now she's had it. She's had it for a minute. I don't mind her losing now to make other people look good or to help build up the division because like she's so great that she can take it at any time and she's, you know. I think
0: Lana would be better served by having a different feud right now when it's not over the title while she kind of builds up who her character is now um, and they can kind of heat her up some. I don't. I don't know if her coming in and winning immediately is good for the value of the title. Mm. Mm. Um, it's a, the it
3: is such a new title.
0: Yeah, and and I feel like you got strong, you know, you got Charlotte who you can turn heel at any time, you got Natalia, Please. you got Carmella who's, you know, who's who is heating up right now. I think, you know, there's there's heels there. And what I really liked about this feud was Naomi talking shit. Yes. Like, right. I'm uh, I'm going to show you. I'm gonna put my title on the line cuz I'm going to kick your ass. Like that That's a new thing. Babyfaces in modern WWE haven't had that sort of uh, verve. So I was really looking for, I really enjoyed that. And I hope that she can kind of continue that flair. I like that flair as a babyface.
2: Well, that that match, like the pay-per-view match was about her learning not to underestimate any opponent. Like she didn't, there was no game tape on Lana. There's plenty of game tape on Naomi. I have to ask you this, Mike. Do you think Jinder Mahal having the WWE championship devalues it? Because he came from being a jobber to three weeks later being the WWE champion.
0: The reason I don't think it does is because he has so much help. He has two, two guys with him all the time like right. that helped him you know, win and are wins. protecting his win. So it's not like he looks suddenly a lot stronger. He's in a position now where there's like this buffer around him. Yeah, kind of helped him get that.
3: That okay. title. That title's been around for uh, at least three or four years. However long we're doing titles for now, but that title's <laughs> been around for a, for a few years now. Yeah. And, and and that one is the one that is the one that is directly connected to all of the history of the title. Right. Plus the title picture's been super boring for that one. <laughs> so like no, right. having someone come in and shake it up doesn't look as bad as when you have a new title like that women's title and it's like, oh, but there's like, there's a lot of stuff we haven't seen with that yet. Whereas if you are taking it that that title is the one with all the history, a lot of these matchups we've already seen. Yeah. Let, let's cruise through the rest
2: of SmackDown before we go to Raw. I'm gonna jump around just a little bit from the script. Jump around. Uh, Chad Gable go. Go. returned go. 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 with Jason Jordan Uh, in his new home of Dayton, Ohio, I hope he's enjoying, probably a good time to buy real estate there, uh, to face Kevin Owens. Can I tell you my fantasy booking for this? Yes! Because I, I was telling, uh, Mike and Julia this beforehand. Fantastic. For, for the next month, while AJ Styles is sort of chasing the belt, Kevin Owens does an open challenge in every city to only people in that city, and Chad Gable keeps coming out saying that he's moved to that city and keep giving the address of whatever the stadium is or the nearby university. I would love to see it, because they had a really good match.
3: Oh my God, that match was so great. I love, 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 love that booking that you just did. I think it's amazing. And I think that like if they don't do that booking, then I kind of just want Gable to be introduced as from Dayton, Ohio
2: for a
0: while. <laughs> yes.
3: <laughs> like, I, like, that would just be super fun.
0: We don't get enough fun right now, man. man. Yeah, we it's just Rizongo. Like, Yeah. What else is fun right now? Is there anything fun on Raw? Uh, Braun. Braun Braun is all the fun
2: right now. Oh my god! I in
3: my head now. Braun just exclusively travels via ambulance. Yeah, yeah. Like, he goes across the country, bills be damned. He goes across the country in one ambulance and that's how he gets, that's how he gets home, that's yeah. how he gets to all of the different states. And then the
0: ambulance tries to drive away and he's like, I'm not finished with you. <laughs>
3: uh, he was just like, honey, honey, I know, I'm sorry, I miss the kids too. <laughs> but I've been, I, I can't, Bron, I'm his ambulance now. I, can't, I don't know what to, they come Nobody is calling me every day. I just keep telling them to put it on the bill. <laughs> I don't get to sleep in the hotel room with him. Okay. I'm just sleeping on gurneys every night.
2: <laughs> oh, God. All right, let's jump to Raw, where we got Roman Reigns' big announcement right away. I How loved you? this. Fuck. Are you not entertained, Mike? Is this not <laughs> the heel? Is this I the love heel promo
0: that you know No. Because you're um, the one who, who wants to like, want the heel turned. Now look, this was a heel promo without a doubt. Yep. He mm-hmm. did the one thing that Vince McMahon has said baby faces never do from time immemorial. Baby faces do not lie. Hmm. And he said, such-and-such such never beat me, such-and-such such never beat me, su-. And, and they all have beaten him, you know? And, like, so in, the, in that, yeah. that is officially a heel promo. Now, what I will say is that they've been so wishy-washy, iffy with his character for so long. I do think it needs to go along with a heel-turn action hmm. to make it real. Right. Um. But I, I love that direction, and I hope on the microphone he continues like that and we can get, like, a full-blown thing out of
3: it. Oh, man. And on uh, uh, last week, Hal brought up that on his Twitter, mm-hmm. he has been such a heel.
0: Really? It's yes. been
3: amazing calling people dumb marks and stuff. Dumb ass marks. Dumb ass marks. Oh, go Lovely. check it some fan account of his and it wasn't even that's the best part that's how you know that somebody ain't shit because it wasn't like people like came for him directly like a fan account of his was yelling at someone who was like talking about how he ain't shit and roman comes in like boom 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 dumbass marks and like a bunch of other words
0: so uh, twitter (laughs) is also his yard i guess
3: yeah twitter and that's a big yard it's a
0: big ass yard it's a yeah. large yard he should just build an addition onto his home
2: he's got the extra yard space he I has so much
3: yard space and it would really bring up the value like if you could just mm-hmm. expand on the kitchen you put in an island you put in a new range uh maybe one of those nice double ovens that he can you can bake in one you oh, can yeah. cook in the other fantastic for valentine's day
2: danielle do you want to quickly plug your appearance on property brothers <laughs> <it's coming> up. <laughs> <laughs> All I, never think of, out of I said this to my wife You're the other day. Classes. We were, we went to Sammy's Cameras in Culver City. That's right by my she's house. She's a photographer. Oh, you and I live very close to each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, have you been not been telling me this because you don't want to hang out?
0: No, I, I do want to <laughs> hang. I thought you lived in Marina Del
2: Rey. I do. It's very close. I guess it is close. The Sammy's Camera in Culver City. Yeah, it's I used, that's like I, ten minutes.
0: I used to take piano lessons right across the street from there.
2: Oh, with the music, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we're in there, and it used to be a hobby shop. So it has a big like train city in the mm-hmm. corner that they, I guess the previous owners wouldn't let them get rid of. And I was like, sweetheart, someday when we have money, I want to have a room where I just have a big train city. <laughs> because that to me is like the marker of wealth. It used to be an old uh, catch register like from 1901. <clears throat> It'd be cool to have a bunch of model, like a model train city. It would be really cool. Would you, calming. would you get the hat? The no, I'm not hat. an asshole I know but it's fun I'm not, but, I'm not you, would,
3: but an you would aggressive. go choo choo like yeah. every time you would turn it, I mean you're not a monster no
2: I would have <laughs> a cot in the middle of the city so I could just lay there and listen to the oh, oh man that's it's so like so ASMR that's that's beautiful. beautiful let's listen to something that's the opposite of that which is Braun Strowman yelling at Roman Reigns you
1: seem to the forgotten <laughs> I'm not finished with you if you think you're man enough then I'll see you at Great Balls of Fire, pay oh, <laughs> ah. That, ladies and gentlemen. I just right.
3: broke my microphone. It's great right until...
0: <laughs> right until he has to say the name?
3: It's so great right until he says, like, I'm not finished with you. I'm going to tear you apart, limb from whim. And when I see you at Great Balls of Fire, <laughs> god damn it.
2: Did Jerry Lee Lewis somehow <laughs> will that song to Vince McMahon and that's why they're building a pay-per-view around it? Because oh they're using God. the song.
0: They are using, the song. Are that, using like, it. They And
2: that like greaser 1950s theme.
3: I am slightly interested to see if they go full on. Because if you're going to do something where you use the Great Balls of Fire song and you Tease it that you're gonna do of 1950s theme. I want them to fucking go all the way in. They
0: should just have somebody marry their cousin right in the middle of the ring. Yeah,
3: yeah, oh, their thirteen year old -old cousin. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) WWE has problems with how they deal with women. Anyway, yay.
2: (laughs) In a minor piece of horrible booking by WWE, they seem to be intent on splitting up Miz and Maurice, and they've put with Miz the perennial heaters. Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel. Oh, boy.
0: Uh, okay, I
2: see how you feel about it. We don't even have to ask Well, well look, I, d- I
0: just want to say this one thing. Yeah. How much better would that have been if they didn't had a dumbass backstage segment earlier? If Way they didn't better. have it and they just took the heads off and it was people we knew that who have aligned with someone different. That would and have been- surprised. a surprise. Yes. Yeah. And also,
3: it would make sense why Curtis Axel's hair looked like that.
2: <laughs> I did like the, uh, the promo that Miz had on him backstage where he's like, what are you going to do, hit me? Then what happens? I'm still intercontinental champion, and you you disappear. Like that was a good that's, piece. Yeah,
3: well, that that's was, just I just like, the it, Miz it making fucking gold making, out of yeah. shit. Yeah, how are you gonna break up the Miz and Maria's? They're like perfect. Their so their love gives me hope.
2: There's some story I forget who said it that it was like the reason why they were doing it was because they don't want to have two it couples. So so Mike you get and, rid of the and uh, Maria. Oh, but that's Smackdown. I know. And theirs is different.
3: Theirs is so different.
0: Oh, man. For and, and reasons
3: the, I haven't figured out yet.
0: <laughs> but yeah. the the other thing, too, is that <laughs> ever since uh, Rusev and Lana, they got this thing where, like, heel guy is trying to do something nice for his heel lady. And then I'm supposed to cheer the guy fucking that up? Like he's, he's trying to apologize. I'm supposed to cheer for somebody coming here beating him up while he's trying to make good with his wife? Yeah. It's yeah. really weird. I'm
3: always going to cheer the power of love, even if you're evil.
0: <laughs> All right. You know, like
3: I'm... Uh, Uh, Sorry, Wonder Woman spoilers for 10 seconds. Even when there was like that evil general and that chick with the messed up face and they were like not really a couple, but kind of a couple, I was still like, they can make it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Wonder Woman spoilers over.
2: (laughs) Speaking of things that take a long time, how about Cass revealing that he is the attacker of Enzo Mori? Oh
3: no, what? No, not Cass. Let me tell uh, <laughs> you, let's, uh,
2: first let's
3: hear uh,
2: Cass long-windedly explaining. My
3: ass this month. Oh. You're the reason I
2: have
1: never been a champion. You're right. In WWE. Still right. I'm the star here. I'm the future. I'm where the money is. And you, your mouth just writes checks that your ass can't cash. I love Story. that. Story. I love that. Line. God
2: damn, that sounds like the like the crowd at a at at a February 2000 WCW house show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how into it that crowd is to Cass's. Heel turn, which is a, it's a good heel turn. Segment took too long. Yeah, and it's raw. Uh, this is why. Why would you put
3: more women's wrestling when you can put more, more heartfelt talks? Also,
2: why is Corey Graves showing the security footage when Cass should be showing it to prove how smart he is? Mm. That he was able to feel like I'm going to show you how I did it yep. because it's going to hurt you more, and then I'm going to kick you in your face. It makes no. I don't get this. Like, why is Corey Graves Encyclopedia, encyclopedia Brown all of a sudden? <laughs> Funny.
3: <laughs> well, they do have the Hardy Boys back, so now you got right. to have that. Now, exactly. Now we just need Alexa Bliss as Nancy Drew, and I think all we've right. got yeah. everybody in. Maybe a Bob'sy twin or two. Yeah. The Bellas. Solve <laughs> solve some <laughs> mysteries. We all saw like a million miles coming. I'm interested to see what they do with Enzo now, because I really... Big Cass, we already saw what they can do with him sans Enzo when Enzo Amore was hurt. Mm -hmm. And so I'm interested to see what they do with Enzo. Um, The crying was great. See, that was one of those moments where it's like, yeah, you see a dude cry. He cried because his friendship was... I don't don't think vulnerability is bad. I think it's great. Show him cry because... But it was just like that stoic... Uh, not even like I'm a wrestler, like, you know, stoic tear. It was great. It was fantastic. Yeah, I do want to see what they do with Enzo now if if it turns out to be that suddenly he's like the world's greatest wrestler and we didn't know it, it would be fantastic. I'm hoping it's not more him talking about fucking a chicken or whatever. <laughs> yeah. because he's yeah. He, he, yeah he best mouth in the business, but I do kind of want to see him put it or either that or he just starts like he he turns into the skin. And he just becomes a manager. He becomes the poly that's always around.
2: Yeah. All right. That makes sense. Mike, I have a bet with my friend Johnny who listens to this podcast. Hi, Johnny. I bet him back in March that within a year, Cass would be the universal champion. And I said it it would be because of a poor booking decision. I was like, (laughs) this is not what I want. I just know that Vince likes seven-foot guys. And now he's got a ton of them. There's no way he doesn't put the belt on... Cast within within the next six months. Am I going to win this bet?
0: I don't think it happens in six months.
2: Fuck! Come on, the man. I need those ten dollars. They
0: just they just got oh, a, They got a log jam on top right now. Yeah. Uh, with Brock, you know, going through, and you got Reigns and Joe and Rollins and Balor. Like, I don't think I don't. I I think. Uh, Cass just entering the picture they're gonna hold him off for a while. They're gonna have him in this feud with Enzo for a while till summerslam mm-hmm. probably yeah. and then you know after that we probably have to see where everything's positioned and I think you know Cas being a heel is what could cause another superstar shake up in six months because he can end, so he can end up on Smackdown and get the title there really quickly.
3: Mm, that's true. And, and you know, and I do like, uh, you know, obviously anytime best friends break up, even if they're slightly annoying best friends, it's a little sad. But these there there is so much history with their best friendship. Yeah, they can really like I'm it's weird because I do want to see Enzo actually wrestle. But like, I also really kind of want to see him talk about it and be super heartbroken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think that he could do it in a way that's like, compelling.
2: The the idea that he would be the guy who would know how to beat Cass because he knows his weaknesses yeah. like nobody else does at least gives you psychologically the the idea that he could possibly win. Mm-hmm. But, but I think that the my opinion would be the best choice is to have Cass run over him like oh, brutal yeah. beatdown yeah. and then and then have him move on. Mm-hmm. I think the quicker they're apart is really the purpose of breaking them apart is to try to make both of them into stars. Certainly, Cass. The sooner you do that, the better. So maybe it's not good to stretch it out. Not that they they won't do it anyway, but I think it might be better to just sort of rip the Band-Aid off. But the build was terrible. (laughs) right made no sense no no. but
3: we're here now
0: i I I think i think me being forced to watch video of kaz slowly arranging furniture on the floor (laughs) and lying in it like like that's one of those things that just lets you know what these people who make this show think of you like they think that you're interested in watching a man put stuff on the floor and lay down between it gingerly
3: like you don't have to explain to me how the stuff got there I (laughs) I believe that you have crew (laughs) it's okay guys
0: (laughs) yeah yeah
2: so uh, that fucking happened if you've got any thoughts about the things we talked about this week hit us up on facebook.com slash group slash tights fights and at tights fights on Twitter when we return we've got three good things from the world of wrestling to
1: end this on a happy note that's up next on tights and fights Going into a Bullseye interview, I know that it's somebody who does amazing work, but it's also a real conversation, so I don't know where it's headed. I think you just you just clarified something for me that's never been really clear before. This is the most serious I've ever been in my life. You've made me completely serious. <laughs> I feel like I'm in therapy. <laughs> bullseye. Creators you know, creators you need to know. Find it at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get podcasts. Tights and Bites Podcast. Tights and Bites.
2: Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin and I'm joined today by
3: Danielle Radford and
2: Mike Eagle. Every week we end the show by sharing some of the joy of pro wrestling with you. This is the three count. One, two, three. Three, two, three. Danielle, as always, you are up first. What are you going to put over?
3: Ah, uh, Because I still love wrestling God damn me I still love wrestling And I still love love And so I am putting over <laughs> Maria and Mike Canellis's, And yeah, I said that in the right order
1: Their new theme
3: <laughs> From when they debuted This weekend um, Let's just feel some love for a second, y'all Yes!
0: God, this is amazing.
3: This is a banger! Your love, your
0: love. Your... It's like a John Hughes movie, man. Yeah,
3: <laughs> it's amazing. Don't you your... just you just see so just imagine me and wrestling have been fighting for the past couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> just me and wrestling. And it and it's raining. And I look over, I'm raining, it's raining, I'm waiting for the bus, something has happened to me. And I look down and this song plays as I see wrestling is waiting for me and is holding a big bouquet of flowers and hearts. And we look at each other and we just know that the black, black. You got
2: it. <laughs> You know what this song reminds me of? Oh no, no. I think it's, I, maybe it's not Roxette, whatever it is. It's the song, the love theme from Mannequin. Yes, And we'll build this, this world together
3: Then there's no forever Nothing's gonna stop us now And if this world runs out of lovers We'll still have each other Nothing's gonna stop us Nothing's gonna stop us now My favorite movie when I was a kid. Oh. I watched it when so uh, great. my mom bought it for me when I broke my arm.
2: You know what city that was filmed in? The greatest city in the world, Philadelphia. <laughs> wanna makers. Mike, what are you gonna put
0: over? Uh stuff we already talked about. Yes! <laughs> oh, you wanna uh, hear Roman you wanna hear the big dog bark? Yeah, man. Uh yeah,
3: man. Yes.
1: <laughs> and if oh. this
0: <laughs> oh my god, I just imagine Roman Reigns in that love gimmick. Oh no. this
1: my yard me is the biggest, biggest <laughs> yard you ever
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Oh man. Well, yeah, uh Roman kinda turned heel, uh kinda, and and I loved it. And so I want to hear some more of it right
1: now. After the great balls of fire pay-per-view, I don't care who I don't care which Brock Lesnar. And I don't care if it's that guy they uh, they call Joe. Because at SummerSlam, I'm the number one contender for the Universal Championship. Bitch.
3: Would you like uh, to know why? Uh-oh. Yes, I would. He stopped because them once, Because this is though. my
1: yard. And I make the rules around here.
3: Well, no, there are shareholders, but that's fine.
1: Oh, that's such a
3: great pro. He, j- he stopped them once, though. Didn't he? Didn't
2: did his ass? He sure did. Oh, my goodness. That's oh, such the, a good... The whole thing is really good. Him like, the Undertaker respects me because I beat him. <laughs> no, <laughs> he doesn't. <laughs> he sure doesn't.
3: He ain't think about you. Yeah. Mark ain't thinking about you a day.
2: He don't give a fuck. He don't give a fuck. What? <laughs> he don't give a fuck. He don't give a fuck about you. Or any other you, mo. <laughs> uh... <laughs> I want to put over Captain Tummy on Talking Smack after Money in the Bank.
3: Oh, Captain Tummy. There we His... go. That's another little part of wrestling I can just nestle my head in Tumbies. and be like, it's okay, wrestling. <laughs> We're going to get through this together as I just fucking put my head in that tum. There's a disconnect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said it.
2: There, there's a disconnect with like Baron Corbin in live show promos. Is like, okay, but it feels a little stilted. Then you put him on Talking Smack, and he's so good, and his character is so clear. Uh, and here he is uh, talking about being the Money in the Bank winner and about, about Danielle's favorite subject, his tum-tum. Look, hard work is a crush for people with no talent. Okay, <laughs> So he can go and he can sweat in the gym all he wants. I don't need abs to punch him in the face. Well, you I don't, don't need have him, abs so fine. to break him in half.
1: I don't need abs to walk away with that WWE championship.
3: <laughs> He's right. <sighs> He's right. And he uh, I just I just I just want to lay on it. I just want to I just want to just like, uh, that's what I imagine. When I imagine me in wrestling, it's just Baron Corbin's body with Ugh. a giant WWE head. And it's like, it's okay, we're going to get through this. And then he just embraces I me. And, and he's so tall that I just sink into his tummy.
2: What do you imagine the tummy feels like? Oh, God. Oh my
3: God. Like hope and marshmallows and dreams. <laughs> I, I, I am, It's just amazing.
0: To me, it's the sunken place from Get Out. It's, <laughs> it's his stomach now you're in the sunken place sink
2: (laughs) and that's why when he comes to the ring (laughs) every time he comes to the ring he's got a cup of tea (laughs)
3: he stirs it that's how he wins that should be his new
2: finisher
3: (laughs) leave my man tummy
2: (laughs) AJ Styles doesn't smoke anymore
3: oh that does it for tights
2: and fights we're a podcast on the Maximum Fun Network this week our
1: <laughs> this, week our- <laughs>
2: this week our host daniel radford and mike giggle along with me hal lublin our producer is the winner winner fidget spinner
1: <laughs>
3: so sorry.
1: our producer
2: is winner winner fidget spinner julia burrell Senior producer of Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music as well. We're putting him over for that. Keep up with us all week long at facebook.com slash group slash tightspice.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, at... and at tights. Shit. <laughs> Sorry.
0: Sorry, guys. And at tightspice. so have tights... had it on mute.
1: On Twitter.
2: <laughs> Keep... <laughs> If you love the show, remember to hit those five stars on iTunes and share us with all your friends. Thank you so much to all the Maximum Fun members who support our show and make it possible, and we'll be back next week for even more, you guessed it, Tummy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes!
3: Finally, a podcast for me. <laughs>
1: Ties Podcast. Ties and Bites.